Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Monday, March 22nd, 2021. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Black Knight's SVP of Origination Technologies, Bob Brandt, the latest in the wholesale saga between UWM, Fairway, and Rocket, and the expiration of the supplemental liquidity ratio. My dad has a 30-year-old shirt from Tuttle & Co. that says don't confuse brains with a bull market. Aside from some occasional unexpected jolts, rates have been coming down since 1981, for 40 years. Is your business interest rate independent? Are you girding your loins? How's your overhead? If lenders are all selling into the same MBS market, executing at the prices everyone else is, will the victors be the lowest cost producers? One component of that is closing costs and Closing Corp released its first national refinance closing cost report that showed the national average closing costs for a single-family residential property refinance last year were $3,398, including taxes, and $2,287, excluding taxes. Those costs are made up of things like lender's title policy, appraisal, settlement, recording fees, and various state and local taxes. The prudent use of technology is always helpful, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, Black Knight. Black Knight is a premier provider of innovative, high-performance technology, data, and analytics for first mortgages and home equity products. From point of sale through post-closing, the company's trusted loan origination system, Empower, as well as its integrated end-to-end origination solutions, deliver unmatched capabilities, functionality, and support to increase processing efficiencies and lower operational costs for lenders, as well as improve the home buying experience for borrowers. Black Knight leads the mortgage technology space, helping clients of all sizes conquer business challenges and provide borrowers with the advanced digital capabilities they increasingly expect. With that being said, I wanted to bring on Bob Brandt, Senior Vice President of the Origination Technologies Division at Black Knight. Bob is responsible for bringing Black Knight's digital loan origination technologies to the market. Bob has over 20 years of mortgage technology and fintech experience, and previously served as a senior executive and principal at Optimal Blue and MortgageBot. Hey, Robbie. Howdy. So you are the first guest from Black Knight I will have this week. We have a full series for our listeners. Can you give our listeners a little introduction to, to who Black Knight is? Oh, you bet. Yeah, Black Knight has is, is been in the mortgage space for more, more than 30 years. Uh, we are the premier provider of software and data and analytics. We bring a solution to the marketplace, a series of solutions to the marketplace that are highly integrated and and really created this ecosystem of solutions that focus on delivering high-performance solutions for the mid-market. And so as we said, you've been in the mortgage industry for over two decades. Uh, How have you seen the mortgage technology landscape change over that time? Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, I like to think of the evolution and changes in the mortgage technology landscape as almost decades of of change. First, as you might know, uh, in the 90s, early mortgage technology really started. And you're starting to see uh, a lot of very popular LOS systems uh, being used for just a single purpose, just processing mortgage loans. They were well used. They were they were good at what they did, but they missed big gaps. You know, lenders had to do things such as take paper applications. Sixty to ninety minutes with loan officers were commonplace. They would have to work from paper rate sheets to calculate pricing for borrowers. So early on, there was only one decision, just what was the LOS I was going to select? 
But then, you know, come come the 2000s, from 2000 to 2010, you started to see a number of new market entrants. You know, these new market entrants focused on those functionality gaps of the LOS. You started to see new words being said by lenders. Let's keep our loan officers out of the LOS was kind of the industry talk track. New tech categories were created like POS, uh, PPE, and CRM. So these solutions grew in popularity. They, they grew in demand, and they started to solve some of those problems with pricing and point of sale and, and keeping track of customers. Now, then comes 2010. So for the next decade, come 2010, I call it the digital tech explosion. So there, you know, as, as you know, today, we have more mortgage technology vendors in our industry than any time before. And as a result, some of the specifically the LOS vendors that had claimed to be all-in-one providers started to shift their strategy. They started to realize they were failing on delivering a, a PPE or a CRM or, or point-of-sale system. So they started to adopt more of a best-of-breed mission, and that's where the industry kind of went. So what ended up happening is, is a lender tech stack became not just one vendor, not one centralized system. It became a group of systems. I call it a decentralized tech stack. And all of these tech stack solutions tried to work together as best as possible. Well, all of this kind of evolved into some challenges lenders are facing today. And the big thing is it's caused these, these multiple systems in a lender tech stack have caused challenges in the areas of cost per loan. Lenders are seeing their cost per loan skyrocket. They're having to, to take on additional support staff to support these systems that they use. There's system latency, there's, there's system performance issues, there's outages either with interfaces or the systems themselves. And these system interfaces in and of themselves are unreliable and very difficult to get uh, the right level of, of, of communication between system one and system two. Depending on where the, where the loan is in the life cycle, these, these systems are, are multiple systems of record, meaning that you have multiple databases. You know, lender doesn't know where to turn to get the data depending on what point in the process they are. And overall, I categorize it, Robbie, as just technology confusion. Lenders are struggling a little bit with these, with these challenges. And, and I think overall, they just don't know which systems are the right systems for their business. They don't know what systems do what. They don't know which systems are integrated with the other. And it makes it very difficult for them to strategize on, on what they need going forward. And so what's the best way for companies to mitigate these challenges? Well, I think the best way and what we're seeing a lot of is, is companies are starting to move away from a best of breed strategy. They're looking for vendors that can fit the all-in-one category. So like, for example, at Black Knight, we have an LOS system we call Empower. Empower is an, a best of breed system that's in an all-in-one format. Everything's delivered under one roof. What we do is we draw from this robust ecosystem of solutions that Black Knight has worked hard to build and acquire over the last 30 years. Those solutions are all embedded together in one cohesive system where it's delivered all under one roof, Robbie. So there is no challenge with integration. In fact, the integration is dramatic. It's, it's better than with any other. And the functionality is very robust. We have more number one industry-leading components in our platform than any other provider. 
And the fact that all these systems are under one roof makes sure that we can get, provide our lender clients the best of breed integration between the pieces. And if we're talking about lenders transitioning towards this all-in-one technology, what are some other ways you see the space evolving going forward? We talked about the history at the start of this interview. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's starting to to happen is, you know, integration's definitely gotten better, uh, which is great. You know, you, you think about this evolution from the 90s and, and where we are today. It's it's great to see uh, uh, APIs being adopted and, and, and systems being in more of an open format, but we're still not quite there with the integration. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that will continue to evolve and get better. I'm, I'm hopeful that these integrations will be more robust and lenders will be able to draw from more of these systems than they have in the past. But, but I think, you know, right now, uh, the, this all-in-one model is delivering so many more capabilities and helping lenders sort of future-proof their business. It simplifies their life. It eliminates this technology confusion and, and makes sure that they have a reliable platform. I mean, we just went through a, a very explosive time in our industry historically low rates, as you're well aware of, these high volumes that we've just had, uh, never before have we seen volumes at this level. So all of these challenges that lenders have had because of this best-of-breed strategy are starting to cause even bigger problems than they were before all this volume. This volume amplifies challenges. If you have a problem, uh, an inefficiency in your workflow, if you have a broken interface that doesn't quite work exactly like you need, if you don't have the ability to handle the the volume with an automated system, you're you're really going to struggle. So as we think about it, you know, I I think definitely I'm hopeful that, that integration will get better. But more importantly, I think the systems themselves need to eliminate tasks and work from, from the, the queue of the, of, the, of the lender. And finally, we have a lot of lenders listening out there. What's the best way for them to choose their tech stack? Well, I think if lenders are, are thoughtful in, 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 in who they're evaluating, um, you know, first off, you know, make sure you, 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 you look across the scope. There's, there's a number of providers. Make sure you evaluate who those providers are, who their clients are, but more importantly, What's been their track record in the industry? So I know a lot of our lenders go through RFP processes on the LOS side and and Black Knight shines very well in that type of process because it shows that the lender's going deep and understanding what what, what the the vendor can offer. So that's the first thing is make sure you really go deep. Uh, Secondly, look at the technology as well and, and really take your time to evaluate all the components of the technology. You know, Black Knight, the, the Empower LOS is, is really the, the only uh, all-in-one cohesive LOS that, that I'm, I'm aware of in the industry that does all of the things that we do within one system. But the story doesn't stop there. You know, Black Knight as a company has explosive resources on the data side. Our data resources are extensive. We have the number one servicing platform as well. And, and many other components that, that are, are also integrated with the Empower system. So lenders can take advantage of, of that as they're doing their evaluation. Make sure you, you look even beyond uh, just the technology you're ser- searching for and look beyond and see what other capabilities might be strategically important to your business going forward. Thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the podcast. I enjoyed our discussion. Yeah, thank you very much, Robbie. 
the UWM Rocket Fairway saga continues in the wholesale space. Especially interesting as two publicly held companies, both in plain view of the SEC, are stating two entirely different things, which some would view as being able to impact stock prices. UWM has claimed that over 10,000 brokers have opted to go with them and avoid Fairway Independent and Rocket. Well, Rocket says that this is blatantly false. And we have received several emails from brokers saying that they will never sign an agreement where they, and therefore the consumer, could be fined thousands of dollars. Quote, the transfer or sale by broker of a mortgage loan locked in by UWM during the lock-in period to another entity shall constitute a violation of the agreement, and the broker shall be liable and promptly indemnify UWM for any loss sustained as a result thereof by UWM. End quote. Steve Jacobson, Fairway CEO, and former president of the Wisconsin Mortgage Bankers Association wrote, We continue to be thankful for the extra attention and business generated for Fairway's wholesale channel in the last several weeks. We have never been more grateful for the added interest in Fairway Wholesale, and will do our utmost to continue to help our broker clients. Recall that Rocket Pro TPO EVP Austin Nemiak issued a statement addressing UWM's press release, which says more than 10,000 broker shops agreed to its addendum. Nemiak says that UWM's claim is false and misleading, and also states that since UWM's announcement of the addendum, Rocket is on pace to have the 10 best days in the company's history. Consumers and housing drive the U.S. economy, and last week's investors ignored February's drop in retail sales given January's strong upper revision. They ignored the disastrous weather and setbacks in manufacturing, instead focusing on the impending stimulus checks hitting consumers' bank accounts. Those stimulus checks are more than double the ones that helped propel January's retail sales, and investors have pushed bond prices down and thus rates higher, in the belief that U.S. consumers will keep spending at a robust rate over the coming months. Inflation will remain at the forefront of economists' minds this spring as we head into a period where the 12-month lookbacks will be artificially high due to last year's price drops, as well as the real underlying inflation pressure that will make interpreting those numbers a challenge. The message from the Fed is that upcoming bumps in inflation data will be temporary due to the calculation methodologies, but not all market participants are aligned given the recent trajectory of rates. Speaking of which, the big news to close last week was the Federal Reserve announcing it will let the supplemental liquidity ratio exemption expire on March 31st. The rule allowed large banks with greater than $250 billion in assets to expand balance sheets by exceeding leverage limits, exempting treasury securities and deposits, and was meant to bring stability to the market during the crisis last year. This was a catalyst for the record MBS holdings banks have had, And in addition to forcing equity raises, it will certainly cause reallocation across their entire balance sheet to compensate, including shedding MBS and treasuries. This could also result in lower buybacks and could require banks to raise more capital. Though part of what has been driving rates higher has been banks getting ahead of this expected change, it still triggered an aggressive sell-off in rates last week and widening of the bid-ask spread. Turning our attention to this week, the calendar is busy, with many month-end releases, month-end supply, and increased Fed appearances now that the FOMC meeting is in the rearview mirror. Markets will receive some higher-tiered housing-related data, in addition to market PMI March flashes, personal income and spending, and Michigan sediment. Today's economic calendar began with the Chicago Fed National Activity Index for February, falling to negative 1.09 from plus 0.75. Later this morning brings existing home sales for February and several Fed speakers. Today's MBS purchase schedule is tied for the smallest on the current schedule and sees the desk purchasing up to $4.2 billion of 1.5% and 2% coupons across UMBS 15s and UMBS 30s. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better up a quarter and the 10-year yielding 1.69 after closing last week at 1.73%.
Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Tommy took Michelle out for a romantic dinner, where the conversation turned to the subject of marriage. Tommy had been saving for an engagement ring, but he was in graduate school and in dire need of a new computer. Michelle was understanding, telling Tommy they had the rest of their lives to get engaged, so he should use his savings to buy a new computer instead. During dessert, Tommy suddenly reached into his pocket and pulled out an engagement ring. Michelle was stunned, but after she collected herself, she looked up and prompted, Well, don't you have something to ask me? Tommy then got down on one knee. Honey, he said, will you buy me a new computer? (laughs) Thanks to our sponsor, Black Knight. As the mortgage industry continues to evolve and embrace digital capabilities to improve and enhance the origination process, you can count on the innovative and integrated solutions from Black Knight to keep your lending team ahead of the curve. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.